When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. And we are your partners in wine, crime, and time. But we have a partner to our partnership this week, <laughs> so Sarah. So true. <laughs> yes, do you want to do the honors? Yes, I am so excited that we have Daisy Maskell here joining us from across the pond. I love saying that. But it's always I so love, fun. I feel like I feel like I need to shout. I also want to be the wine in this partnership. I love that. <laughs> yes. Well, I feel you definitely need a drink to end your day because looking at you have like 95 jobs, it sounds like. <laughs> I am like the temp. I'm doing it all. I'm a dog walker and I'm not. But <laughs> yeah, I, I like am living double lives. It's like Hannah Montana my day to day. But it's fun. It's good to change things up. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you could rock a blonde wig for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go grab out my my spy wig from my closet. But no, it's 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 great, and I think that keeps life fun, and that's what I'm all about. I'm I'm all about sticking myself in into different environments. I love that too, because I love also that one of your titles is is it it's breakfast host, right? It is. So I get up really, really early in yes. the morning to do a breakfast show on radio. Um, it's got it's got a little bit better since COVID. I'm not going to lie. It used to be me getting up at 3am to travel into the studio. Now it's a little bit better. Um, I would be lying if sometimes, if I, if I said that I don't sometimes record from home. That That's is the beauty of <laughs> how how radio has changed since COVID. Sometimes it is literally me under a duvet to soundproof broadcasting <laughs> to people in the UK. And that's a little behind the scenes secret. But um, yeah, Breakfast Show host is one of my one of my many hats. I love that. Well, also because it seems that you do a lot of different stuff in like different mediums because you do radio, you do podcasting, you also do some TV series. And one that I feel me and Sarah, we're going to have to like hack our way to watching this across seas because <laughs> can box. you tell because I feel also this really ties in to our audiences about um crime scam and just kind of like foolery going around online because you did a series about truth testers I did so I did a series it was basically following honey trappers and for I anyone that doesn't know what a honey trapper is it is essentially someone that is hired by an individual that's in a relationship to test out their partner to oh. see if they would be willing to cheat um, so we filmed a documentary that came out last year in the UK and we followed a honey trapper we followed a real life case um, and we spoke to both sides so we spoke 
spoke to the partner that was hiring and also the partner that was being tested. And the thing is, this has been around for years. There's agencies that have been set up for like decades doing this in person. But we found that people are starting to do this online through social media now. So you probably would have seen, at least on your For You page on TikTok, there are girls that are doing this from their bedroom. People are sending in requests in the comments for them to test out their partner. And then they post the results of it on their TikTok for millions of people to see. Oh and it's wild. It, was, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. Wow. Like, so what happened when the honey was trapped <laughs> and all, all the bears and the bees were in the same room? Because that's where I'm picturing... I don't know if this is the American in me. That's what I'm picturing. Some tables being thrown, <laughs> punches being thrown, lawyers getting involved. How did that go for you? <laughs> it, it is well. Do you know what? What I will say is the people that we followed during our documentary, I think they were quite wary and they were, it, it's so difficult because with social media, I guess it's sort of like, it's so on the cusp of entrapment. And there are a lot of guys, and I was mm. saying this to my boyfriend, I was like, if a girl reached out to you, like, would you respond? And I think there are a lot of guys through social media that maybe would just because they didn't want to be mean or come across as abrasive, but it's like everyone has a different line or level or, or mm. situation they regard as cheating. So some of the girls we were working with, they were like, if my boyfriend responds even back like, hey, then that's it. Like our relationship's wow. over. Whoa. Whereas some people are like, if they continued that conversation and then maybe like solicited to meet up, then that's when we have issues. So yeah. I think it means different things to everyone. But it was really, really interesting just to get an insight into other people's relationships and yes. the shit that some people take and the shit that some people do not stand for. Uh, it's a lot. I'm almost like, did they ever get, did you, did they unpack like how much, like, is this a payment? Like do the honey trappers like yes. charge a fee or is it just oh, yeah. for the love of the game? Well, it's, it's summer. It's side this. hustle summer. I'm like, this I don't. <laughs> this is the thing. Well, these agencies, so people that are doing it in person, they do charge a fee and it's really, really expensive. Ooh. But the people that are doing it online, there are some that charge, but they're, it's kind of a murky waters because as much as most of them that do it online will say, oh, we don't charge for it. You know, we're just doing this for the greater good, you know, supporting women, catching men out cheating. They are posting this online. So they're getting million, millions and millions of views. And so they're kind of being paid through the creator fund anyway. So mm. it's murky waters, but it is it can be very, very big business. That's what I will say as a wow. side hustle for summer. <laughs> Okay. I don't know if I have it. I'm not a good liar. So that will not be my side hustle. I think we wanted to ask what is your true crime obsession or news obsession right now? I think for me, I'm always I love a true crime case or story that is cracked or solved in an unexpected way. Mm. I think that really leans into that armchair detective I love to go behind the scenes and see like the crazy ways that detectives and investigators can crack a case and the lengths that they go to there was one this happened I want to say the early noughties but it was one that I only just recently came across and it was I think it was in Italy a woman's body was found on a beach in Italy and they were they were really struggling for leads and the locals were saying 
that they had seen this guy in a car speaking to this woman. This was her final sighting. And so when they went to question him, he was like, I don't know this woman. I've never met her in my life. She's a complete stranger to me. They Mm. ended up searching his apartment and they found a mosquito that contained her blood, which proved that she had been in his apartment. And the mosquito, just before she was killed in the apartment, had sucked her blood and that tied her to the crime scene. So the, the case literally unfolded from there. So those types of stories for me where they're cracked in like the craziest ways uh, are always the things that that give That's, me my fix I, I don't say. feel like that would happen in America like I don't think the police <laughs> would work that hard I don't know That's true that's very accurate That's and crazy like, like props to them and good eyesight as oh, well yeah. I don't know yes. how, how you'd how you'd spot that And good not being afraid of bugs uh yeah. I know so you did the uh truth testers doc there is another one that is not I don't know if I don't think it's announced yet but you said it's kind of unpacking similar kind of grittiness. Can you give us a little bit what's going on there? So this one is really gritty. I I am kind of one of these people that I love to throw myself straight into the situation. It's always about how close to the fire I can get. And I'm very willing to be sort of the guinea pig, especially with the documentaries that we make here in the UK. So this, this one is, it's all about throwing me literally into these crazy situations, whether it's into an illegal operation and ah. me kind of going in and cracking it from the inside out what? or just exploring the weird and wonderful in the world and just getting as close to the source as possible. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. Wait, and it, and wait, so you're like an undercover investigator? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's wild. It is, it is wild. And it, it changes your whole perspective on life I feel like it's changed the dopamine levels in my brain because now my expectation for craziness is so much higher because there is just so much crazy out there it's wild what people can get themselves into yeah oh my gosh I cannot wait to watch that that sounds really very intense (laughs) and I do also laugh sorry I don't know if you feel like this too like there's whenever someone comes to visit New York, there's like scams I tell them not to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Where it's Get like on the subway. That was my scam today. <laughs> <laughs> there's things that you're just like, oh, don't do that. You're going to fall for it. Uh, it boosts maybe our local economy, but fall for it. Is there a scam that you would like a, Lon- a big London scam that you're like, why do I always fall for that? Or that you would warn someone visiting to be like, do not do not go to this restaurant. It's overhyped. Do not go to this Ooh. coffee shop. It's actually not good. Even a scam like that or anything. Does anything come to mind for you? I I would say that, so we have Leicester Square, which is like the tourist hub. And I would just say, just don't go to Eminem World. Every tourist just flocks <laughs> to Eminem World. And it's just, oh it's just the worst. And I think when you're, when you're a teenager kind of growing up in London, you always end up back there. I don't know what it is. It has some sort of magnet for tourists and, and teenagers in London. Don't go there. I would just say avoid Leicester Square and those tourist areas in, in general. And there's a lot of scams going on around there as well. Oh. So they have these little bikes that will like ferry, ferry you around. You kind mm-hmm. of sit on the back of the bike and, and they'll take you around. London and to to do like a two three minute trip they will genuinely charge you like 60 pounds uh, and there, there's just no regulation on it whatsoever and I I, I have jumped out a few times I, I think I took one on, on New Year's Eve once because I had way too much to drink and I was like this is fun sometimes it's fun to do touristy things yeah. in your city and the guy literally tried to charge us 60 quid and you have to make a run for it. I'm sorry, but I am not, not parting with my cash in that way. Not enough pedal work went into that for me to for me to dip my hand in my pocket. You're like, this is not a soul cycle class, yeah. sir. No. I also would love if we go to London and Daisy's like, don't go to Eminem World. She's there. She just wants no lines. 
You're yeah. like, guys, don't go. It's like, uh, don't so- go. <laughs> and Sarah, I feel before before we get in, we have some topics in the news that we want to get into with you. But before okay. we do that, Sarah, you have to make your reveal about how you take your coffee. Yes. Okay. So we have this thing on this podcast. We call them super secret serial killer traits, which is basically something weird that you do that if anybody found out, they would think you were a serial killer. So I have a couple of them. But one of my recent ones was I revealed that I like to order iced coffee from Dunkin'. I don't know if you guys have Dunkin' Donuts over there. Who knows? Probably not. We don't. Okay. Well, anyways, it's like Starbucks, but honestly, better and more sugary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I will order iced coffee, but with no ice. And my reasoning is because the ice always makes the coffee super watery. And I also hate the condensation. But Danny thinks that I need to be on a watch list. (laughs) (laughs) So our question for you is, do you have any serial killer traits? I have a lot of, I would say I have a lot of weird eating habits, Okay, which are kind of like serial killer vibes. One is I like to do like put cheese on toast and melt it under the grill, but then I like to slice a banana on top of it as well, (laughs) put that on top and then like put it back under, which I guess like it could be serial killer, but I can definitely explain my way out of it because I love that taste of like sweet and salty. But when I make that in front of people, people are like, no way there is, there is something going on up there. It's a lot of yellow on the bread. (laughs) (laughs) I've had like apples and grilled cheese, but never a banana. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. We might be on to something here. I'm going to say, I'm going to want to try it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Try it. One time we tried, one of our listeners wrote in, their thing was they would get a donut and put a slice of American cheese and microwave it for like 10 seconds. So we all tried it and we're like, this is pretty good actually. This is the thing. You can't knock things until you until you try them, especially especially in the food world as well. <laughs> Wait, so I would true. love if that's one of the underground like places you're going. You're like, illegal stuff, bananas on cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say I would too I'd be the first person tuning in. <laughs> yes. We will make it happen. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. And since obviously, like you say, you're up every morning talking about news, entertainment, pop culture, interviewing amazing celebrities, we have some, a lot of 
celebrities here in the States, and I feel they become international stories in their own right, are uh, kind of having some closure in the true crime space this week. So uh, are you like with Army Hammer? I feel that really was an international story across the board with his allegations and everything. Of cannibalism, you know. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we, do you know what? It's so funny. I, I always find this so interesting because I speak to, you know, so many production companies in the US and there's certain stories that hit over here that, you know, no one knows about in the US and there's certain stories that hit in the wow. US that no one knows about over here. So we know, we know a sprinkling of this and obviously I do to a, to a certain extent, but yeah, I mean, where do we go with this? <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like with this kind of topic in true crime, this is one of the reasons I'm, I'm a huge true crime fan, but this is one of the reasons why I never watched the, the Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, because I, I like to sit down and I like to eat while I'm watching something. And so whenever that is kind of any sort of cannibalism is involved in a story, I'm like, this is just, this is what, I think that's where the line is for me. That's where I kind of tap out. So no yellow jackets for you? Oh, yeah. No, no <gasps> yellow jackets. That show is so intense. So and, and I know it's like also even an added layer with this one because Army Hammer was, he was like the rising star that everyone was like, he was about to become like yeah. a Brad Pitt. He was, but yeah. at the same time, like at least over here, I feel like, Army Hammer was like sort of his own PR stunt because I just felt like mm-hmm. everybody was sort of pitching him to try to make him this thing. Mm. And the rest of the world was kind of like, mm, he's fine. Like we weren't super into it, mm-hmm. you know? That's real. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, he, and here's the thing that's going to be very interesting to see because he's not going to be facing charges following mm-hmm. the LA's investigation into the sexual assault allegations. Mm-hmm. And they released a statement that sexual assault cases are often difficult to prove which is why we assign our most experienced prosecutors to review them. In this case, those prosecutors conducted an extremely thorough review, but determined that at this time there is insufficient evidence to charge Mr. Hammer with a crime. I mean, that doesn't mean that he didn't do it. It just means that they probably don't think it's a winnable case. And that's why, I mean, I'm, they express, I feel that was a a statement. I'm glad they weren't saying, we didn't find anything. They were like, these are hard to prove. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I I knew, I feel everybody knew from the second this broke, the uphill battle. Mm -hmm. This is going to be just Mm because like for any sexual assault case, but then on top, you're going against, he's a rich man on his own, right? A rich man from a rich family. A rich white man. A rich white man Mm -hmm. who's a Hollywood name. Yeah. It was such a almost losing game, unfortunately. And Mm -hmm. I'm very, very curious now to see what his if he's going to try to make a next move he will i mean like come on (laughs) this is what irks me so much uh, you know about these sort of cases and and i have a i have a podcast where we kind of speak to people that have had extraordinary you know life experiences or, or you know been through some crazy stuff and we've had people on recently that are involved in open open investigations oh, wow. and that involve you know sexual abuse and sexual assault and it's so frustrating to me to hear that these investigations are still open and you know that there's just nothing anyone can do because supposedly there isn't enough evidence to charge mm. i just yeah that that will get me to wormhole into a subject in the early hours of the morning to try and fight for justice because it's yeah it's so it's so disheartening it, it's so and especially after just like the whole johnny depp conversation at the beginning oh, of this yeah. year the fucking mm-hmm. insanity and like the like like you say like social media can do a lot of like positive moments here and there to help find things yeah. but just like Mm-hmm. The echo chamber of these people that have no clue even what they're talking about 
shouting yeah. about all of it. And then we even yeah. saw that because he took to Instagram, of course, to release a statement that said he's very grateful to the district attorney for conducting a thorough investigation and coming to the conclusion that I've stood by this entire time, that no crime was committed. I look forward to beginning what will be a long, difficult process of putting my life back together now that my name is clear. Mm -hmm. I think what was so interesting about that case, because I, I was watching it on, what is it called? Is it like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the YouTube channel that like live oh, streams. Oh, Prime? Yes, that's yes. it. Yes. I love that. I was that. watching yes. it all day, every day here in the UK, um, watching it unfold. And I think that was so one of those cases where you know, we're all armchair detectives with, you know, true crime and, and court cases and the internet's just so obsessed. And it was, that kind of felt like one of those cases where the internet had gone too far and kind of we've in, we've involved ourselves in something and kind of derailed the, the natural, you know, process that a, a justice system will take. And I think we're, we're seeing that more and more and more. I'm finding so many cases of, of people that have kind of started this whether it's either a witch hunt or mm -hmm. sort of done their own investigation on social media and it's turned, you know, it's, it's completely derailed an investigation. But, but then on the flip side, sometimes it completely solves an investigation and aids an investigation and it can lead to a conviction. So it's, it's that, it's that balance be between the two, I guess. But yeah, that was, that was, um, God, that, that took up a, a large portion of, of, was it, it was the start of this year, right? Or it was towards, it was, was I it feel, the end of last year. Yeah, it was, I think it was like last summer. Army Hammer? Oh, Army Hammer. Oh, are we talking about Deb Hurt? I think oh, Deb Hurt. Oh, that was last summer. summer. Yeah, that was, that last, was last summer. summer. Yeah, and then, but the, the his uh kind of comeback was late yeah. fall, early uh, yeah. this year too with everything. Yeah. And that was even a hard one too, where people were like shouting about something. I'm like, you don't even know what they're on. Like, you don't even know what this case is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like so many people just thought it was a criminal trial. But and yeah. wait, yeah. side note, speaking of people on the Internet taking it way too far. Were you following that girl who thought she was Madeline McCann? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I was. My gosh. Obviously, this is like the biggest story. And it always has been um, here in the UK. So, yeah, I was following that. And, and th this is obviously, you know, that was a saga within it within itself. But I hear that they have kind of, well, they, they, I don't know if they've reopened the investigation or they're doing something at the moment. And people are wondering if sort of the publicity from that has caused them to reopen this investigation. Cause they, they actually started digging, um, in Portugal recently for a couple of days, um, at a site that they were once digging in, you know, a few days and weeks after she disappeared. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know whether that has, that has sort of brought a new wave of sort of press to to this investigation but i don't know I, what are your thoughts about the madeline mccann situation well we don't we definitely don't think the parents had anything to do with it even though that was like kind of a huge yeah. thing at the time and i think most people have kind of backed off from that theory as well but i don't was it there some german sex offender who yes. they were looking at yeah, so this is, I think they they apparently got a tip off um, and the area that they were digging in recently, it was like a reservoir in Portugal, um, was supposed to be a spot that he like frequently visited. Wow. And so I don't, they, they did take things away, but no one knows what that was yet, whether it was kind of soil samples or whether they found any evidence. But I guess we will know in the next few weeks and months. And I know obviously Madeline McCann really kind of in international phenomenon, but I was interested because you said at the uh, talking about like the Army Hammer case and things, how you get mm -hmm. fascinated by how some cases make its way over to the UK, and then also some yeah. cases make its way over to the US, but don't. Are there any 
uh, like near you or in the UK or maybe even just a larger hole over there that you are like, why is this not getting more attention? Um, you know what? I would actually, I would actually say the the kind of flip reverse. So that there is a story that I'm following and that we're digging into at the moment that was in the US, and I don't know if it's like widely known in the US, but it got a lot of traction over here. But whenever I speak oh. to anyone in the US, they don't really know much about it. And it's oh, the Taylor. The, is, do you know anything about the Taylor Renee Parker case? No, actually, oh. she was. Okay, so she was, so this was, this is so, this is what's so interesting is every sort of, every news outlet picked this up in the UK. But whenever I speak to anyone in the US about this, they're like, we don't know, we don't know this story. Um, Yeah, so this was, this was of a woman. She was, I think she's the most recent woman um, to be put on death row. She was put on there in November of last year in Texas. Um, And it was just the most horrific crime. She... She basically posed and pretended that she was pregnant. Um, she got into a relationship and the relationship was kind of coming to the end of its honeymoon phase and she wanted to keep this guy around. Now she was infertile. She had had a, a hysterectomy, so she couldn't have any more children. So she pretended that she was pregnant um, and you know, strung out this life for nine months. And what's so creepy about this is Whoa. that she detailed this pregnancy and this pregnancy journey all over social media. So you can see she had a gender reveal and she was uploading baby scans and uploading updates of, you know, the baby's, you know, grown this amount. And like we, so it it was, it was wild. And you can go back and you can look through Pinterest boards that she made of, you know, decor for the baby's room and inspo pictures that she wants to take when the baby's born. So she kept this up for nine months. And then obviously, you know, when nine months was up, she, she had to, this had to conclude in, yep. in some sort of way. And so she, during the course of her pregnancy and, and certainly towards that final trimester, she was sitting outside OBGYN offices, sort of stalking other, other pregnant women. Oh but she had Jesus. a friend, she had a friend that was pregnant at the time and she went around to her friend's house and she essentially cut her baby out of her and oh. took the baby as if it was what? her own. Um, so it was oh just the most... God. The most shocking case, and and she's she was put on death row, as I said in November. But no one in the US seems to know too much about it. But it was yeah. big over here in the UK. Every news outlet was was talking about it. Everyone was running the story. That's so wild. I can't believe. I really have never. I think I've not heard about. That. No, I mean when when I saw the headline, I was like, I feel like I saw that Maybe in a Law and Order episode. But yeah. wow. seriously, yeah. Okay, that actually reminds me of this podcast that we are going to cover soon called Scamanda slash like Scam and Amanda. And it's about this woman who like faked cancer for, I don't know, years and was like documenting it all on social media and her blog and everything um, to basically like get money out of people. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I may have heard of this case or I may have heard of something similar, but it's just like... It's wild. And I guess with these kind of cases and with, you know, Taylor, there have been other women that have done sort of similar things in terms of like faking pregnancies and and taking children. And it's like, I I guess I I think she's going through a a pill right now. And I guess the, the argument is 
it is really a question of sanity too. I think the the last woman that was executed on death row um, in 2021, she was executed for a very, very similar crime that she committed in 2004. And she was like at the time and in the lead up to her execution, she was like the most hated woman in America. But post her execution, two years since her execution now, people are starting to question like, should we have like should we have done this should someone have stepped in should there have been more of a you know intervention it, surely someone can surely a sane person of sound mind cannot do this and why is there this sort of trend of women committing this this kind of yeah. crime um so yeah it's a really 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 tragic and just fascinating case There is another fascinating appeal we can definitely talk about, which I feel like must have made its way over to England. Uh, One of the Manson girls may be able to be paroled and released. Uh, This actually happened yesterday. A California appeals court uh, said that Leslie Van Houten might uh, be able should be granted parole, basically. And this came after in 2020, the governor of California denied her release even after the parole board recommended it. So she's in her 70s now. Yeah, which is wild. I mean, she's been in prison since she was like 19 when that was when the Manson murders were committed. And basically the appeals court opinion says that she provided extensive explanation as to the basically the factors that led to her involvement with Manson and the commission of the murders. And they basically just are like, yeah, she should be released. And they said the governor's refusal to accept Van Houten's explanation amounts to unsupported intuition, which I think kind of means that he would not do it for political reasons. Mm. I don't mm. know. I mean, that's a heavy, just the name Manson, that's a uh, heavy yeah. case <laughs> to try to yeah. appeal or get anything to, even though it happened, like, I don't know if anyone would want to touch that. Yeah. hmm yeah, oh, I, I, I'm yet to sort of pick pick up on this, but that is, yeah, that, that is really uh, seventy years old as well. It's like I mean, Manson while, is dead, right? and yeah. a couple of the other girls are dead too. So mm. like Patricia and yeah. who's the other one? Linda. I know it's almost it's yeah. that, it's that hard double. You, I could see the judge being like, I don't want to get in trouble with that, but also it's like yeah, seventy too. years old. But then also some seventy year olds commit stuff. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. 70 years old like I feel like the concept of a 70 year old has also changed dramatically like I remember my grandparents being 70 and they were like um, from what I remember like they were like OAPs but 70 (laughs) years old is like alive and kicking now so So I wouldn't okay but I'm also like what are the odds of her falling in with another murderous cult you know like don't you think that's a once in a lifetime thing (laughs) what are the odds of who was that guy John Darwin getting in another canoe that was an English case that we were obsessed with. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was such a good one. I don't know this. What is this? Oh, my God. This guy. Like, Tell me all. Oh, uh. my God. So he and his what he faked his death. Uh, like he said, he went out to canoe at sea and then had the canoe just like turn up so he could get insurance money. And so then, and then him he and his, was living in like Panama, right? He, well, first he or was somewhere. living in the attic of his house, told all of his kids he was dead. <laughs> it was just him and his wife in it together. Then they moved to Panama and they got caught because they were on a photo for Panama Tourism. Wild. See, this is <laughs> absolutely wild. 
It's a, we had, I think it was in the UK. We had a similar case a couple of years ago. I'm pretty oh, sure it was, was in the, in the UK. UK. Yeah. This one was. Yes. We had a similar, I guess, similar, similar one to this, where it was a a husband that was trying to, you know, he was done with this marriage. He was trying to cash in on a, on a life insurance policy and him and his wife at the time they went skydiving and he tampered with her oh, parachute no. and she jumped over. And I, I'm pretty sure she ended up surviving and oh. he got done for it. Yes. Good. Oh God. That mm-hmm. is insane. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell Sarah and all of our listeners all the time. I get so much whenever we're like, where should we go? to get a story that we want to uncover. I, I, I'm I a BritBox subscriber because <laughs> you guys have some crazy documentaries and stuff going on over there. We do. We do. I feel like it's the, I feel like it's the Viking, like this Viking ancestry. Like, there are some barbaric, like there are truly some barbaric things that happen in the UK that are just like, whoa, like just very unique twists and turns in certain like true crime cases that just feel so... So caveman, so Viking. I, well, I don't know. Next time you visit New York, the three of us might have to crash Anna Delvey's apartment. Uh, what's she up to now? Because did you see? Well, she's she's coming for all of our jobs Uh-oh. because she, <laughs> she's she's launching a podcast. Uh, well, that feels <laughs> inevitable. Like, right? <laughs> where is she? Like, where is she at? I'm just waiting for her. Like, she she. There's certainly like I'm I'm sure there's going to be some sort of like merch line in the future as well. Like this. And maybe I'm giving her the idea up front, but like, I, she has such a business brain. Like, this is what I, there is just, it is, it's just the, 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 the strangest, wildest thing. But yeah, she is, she is coming for Wait. all of my jobs and I'm pretty sure she'll be pretty successful oh, too. Yes. She's going to be very successful. You also just made me realize what her merch is going to be because she's under mm-hmm. house arrest. So has an ankle monitor S- late summer, early fall, 2023. She's going to be releasing ankle monitor merch like uh, for people yes. to wear and everyone's going to be wearing them. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. Slogan t-shirts yeah. too. It would pop off. Phone cases. Yes. Wait, she oh, all, you no. also might have to wind up interviewing her because she's potentially releasing a single. So she might become a pop star. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I feel like whoever wrote Luann's bop is going to write her oh, thing. Anna Delvey's going to cover Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue. I could see that happening. I could see that happening. <laughs> this is this is so me on the radio. Like, yeah, welcome to your Thursday morning. Now we're getting into some Anna Delvey. <laughs> it, 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 it sounds right though, doesn't it? She's got kind of a pop star name, but wow. I mean... What a 180. <laughs> it is really funny. And like they were for the even the press release announcement for it. They're like, so she's convicted on a series of crime, including attempted grand uh, larceny. Casual. Is launching a weekly podcast series, The Anna Delvey Show. And my favorite is in the trailer. She's like, you know my name, but do you know the real me? And it's like, who is the real you? I don't even think she knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but is she going to have Julia... Garner on it. That's what we need to know. I want to hear them, like her doing the voice and then Anna's actual voice just like interviewing. Yes. That's actually true. Yes. And can I say, because like you said, it's probably going to be a popular podcast. The the theme of it, can I say, I'm kind of interested in it because she's <laughs> what she said, she's discussing the traditional concepts of right and wrong Ugh. while unpacking what it means to be a rule breaker. So break. I feel she's very like, girl bossing but has the receipts to say she's like no i'm just not talking in theory i'm talking in practice <laughs> i mean how i mean just just as a top line i guess like i guess this is this is the effect of her it doesn't have to you know make sense but how yeah. can you kind of unpick the right and the wrong but then also just say from a from a rule breaker it's like surely it's like you broke surely- the law 
<laughs> yeah. But let's wait and see. I guess we'll, we'll be listening. Oh, yes. we will be definitely. I, oh, definitely tuning in for that. I, I'm also like, where's her New York Times profile? Elizabeth Holmes got one. Mm-hmm. I am pretty shocked. Yeah, she mm-hmm. she'll one. be at the Met Gala next year, guys. Oh this my is god, a, this is a whole campaign. I could see that for two, sure. Two thousand percent. That is so real. <laughs> and I mean, we know you've been up since like for like nine hundred hours already. But <laughs> before we let you go, is there because we didn't really touch on your podcast? It's Proverbs, right? Can it you- is. It's Proverbs. It's basically speaking to really interesting people with extraordinary life experiences or stories that has kind of shaped their outlook on life. So we've spoken to everyone from women that have run away to Syria from the UK. Um, We've spoken to a couple of weeks ago, a guy that was eaten by a hippo and survived. What? We've also- (laughs) Where do you find these people? What do you find these people? In the deep dark holes of the internet. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a bit of everything. We've spoken to guys that have you know been shared cells with serial killers. Oh, there's so much. There was a really interesting one. It was off the back of a Netflix documentary called The Last Breath. He was a, oh. a deep sea diver, um, and he got trapped at the bottom of the North Sea uh, without any oxygen, without you know any warm water. They have like an umbilical cord, and he was trapped down there for like 30 minutes. It's a really really interesting Netflix doc which actually shows the footage of him and him down on this platform, oh like God. going oh in and God. out of consciousness. It's wild. So we spoke to him, Chris Lemons. There's, yeah, there's, there's just, it's all going on. Uh, it's all going are, on. How do you, what, do you, how do you relax? It's <laughs> <laughs> your crime, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I have a, do you know what? I actually, I was a, person that grew up in a household where I have an older sister and she got to have the pets and then my mom was like no because I always end up looking after them so I never got pets as a kid so when I moved into my first place a couple of years ago I was like I need a a pet to just chill out and relax with so I bought a hairless cat she's a sphinx cat and so she's like the clingiest thing ever her name is ghost and (laughs) she she helps me relax because she's just so clingy and she can just kind of get cozy and watch a bit of true crime. Oh, oh my God. Well, we'll let you go cuddle ghost a little bit because that's adorable. <laughs> but can you let everybody uh, listening who's now, if they didn't already know you, are obsessed with you, can you let them know where to follow you and check you out? Yes. Yeah, so you can follow me on socials, Daisy L. Maskell, and you can check out Proverbs, Proverbs podcast with Daisy Maskell. Episodes dropping weekly. I love Amazing. it. Thank you <laughs> Thank so you. much for coming to chat with us. <laughs> Thanks guys so much. Take care. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches. Betches.